wake up in the morning. I'm talking right now. You're about to experience a morning show unlike any other. Shout out to the Breakfast Club. I hope to see y'all every morning. What you guys are doing right now is the hub culture. The Breakfast Club is my morning sit. I need it and I love it so much. I feel like you really not popping until you do the Breakfast Club. I've been waiting to come to y'all's show, man. I know really? you got to be a big time celebrity to be up in here. You got to be, you gotta be big time. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Break the fuck out. I'm this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The <laughs> Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is your boy Chili Chill out of Pittsburgh. Morning, MV. Morning, morning. morning what's up, bro? Man. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Morning, up, Ain't nothing, baby. Hey. Good morning. Just, uh, hey, man, I just found out my neighbor, all six of her kids got ADD. All, all six of them? Of them? All six of them, all different dads. You know what I mean? You had me sitting there thinking, like, I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> yeah, she's 31. All six kids got ADD. That, that check going to be crazy. You know what I mean? But, Jesus um, Christ. Just, 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 just want to tell y'all good morning, man. Listen morning, to y'all right man. now. Y'all, y'all, y'all keep Thank me on my king. toes in the morning and keep doing what y'all doing. I'll call y'all back next week. All right, right my brother. Okay. All right, brother. Yo. Oh, this guy with the all jokes. different daddies. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Ali from Jacksonville. Ali, what up, Duval. bro? Already. Hey, listen, I got a question for y'all. Yes, sir. And I just want to hear your opinion about this. It's amazing how white people could call black people the N-word. It's not a big deal. Black people could call white people crock-ass cracker. It's not a big deal. But when somebody speak their opinion about the LGBT community, it's a big uproar. And they're just somebody speaking their opinion about that. I'm just trying to see what's the big uproar. If everybody have their opinion, let them speak their opinion. If that's what they want to do, let them do that. They should embrace that's what they are, and it's cool. It should be a big, dramatic uproar. And I just want to hear your opinion about that from both of y'all. Well, white, well, white people say the N-word. It is an uproar. Yeah, it definitely know, is. I don't know, I don't know where that. you are. <laughs> yeah, it is an uproar. Not really. Yes, it is. Oh, it's not people a, definitely have gotten fired like for that. LG, it's not an uproar like the uh, LTB community. What the hell is the it's LTB? Now, like now that. That's the, that, that cable package you just talked about is way worse than the basic one. Now, the basic one is LGBT. I don't know. what. Why you just LGBTQ. got rid of the G? Oh, well I, well, I don't know the alphabets, man, but I just want to hear y'all opinion about that. <laughs> I like, think... when, they, like, when, when Boosie said his comment, it was a big overall win. Uh, whoever said anything, what really got me when Wendell Williams had to apologize for what she said, it's like, come on, man, you can't have an opinion about that? Well, listen, here's the truth to the matter. You got to know who you effing with. You know what I'm saying? You slap somebody in the face, they might slap you back. You slap somebody else in the face, they might punch you and knock you out. You slap somebody else in the face, they might pull out a gun and shoot you. You got to know who you're dealing with. That's all. And be ready to yeah, deal just, with them. Yeah, I just don't get it, man. Everybody should have their own opinion. It shouldn't be a big a big deal about it. If, if that's what they choose to do, that's, that's on them. Let them embrace it and, and, and move on. So listen, why are you call, Why is this the first thing on your mind in the morning, though? No, it's not. I just can't get no, it. No, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I have a good one, yes, bro. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but why does it matter how other people live their lives anyway? I don't. If it doesn't affect you, if you're not part of the LGBTQ plus community, and you're, like, why does it bother you? Hello, who's this? This is Hoss. 
What's up, bro? Get it off yeah. your chest. Yeah, what I had to get off my chest, man, I feel like a lot of people like sitting back waiting for the government to do things instead of realize what we can do ourselves. Like, I ain't had nothing a couple years ago before the pandemic. During the dan- pandemic, <laughs> it won't really an issue with me, you know. I started driving trucks for a company, bought a truck off of Facebook. I'm a owner-operator. I'm at 14000 a week. It's so dope. much stuff people can do out here, you know, better themselves because I'm trying to break a generational curse where families are growing up in uh, in apartments instead of owning homes because the, the money in the city. His phone broke up, but I agree with him. You know what I, I mean? I mean, uh, we, we definitely should push our government and push our, you know, national and local government to do things for us, but we definitely got to do for ourselves too. Word to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Do and for what he said is, And what he said is also right. I know a lot of people want to be rappers. They want to be... Uh, DJs, they want to be producers, they want to be athletes. They want to get OnlyFans. There's a lot of other businesses that people can do, and driving trucks is a major business. They make a lot of money. So really, really look into it, because you think about it. One thing that didn't stop on that road was those trucks, whether they were delivering food, whether they were delivering toilet paper and paper towels. Those roads stayed full with those trucks, so people still had those jobs with them trucks. Yeah, and that's why I always tell brothers, man, you go out there and learn a trade. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because there's certain things that just never, ever, ever going to stop. You're going to always need an electrician. You're going to always need a plumber. You know what I mean? And those people, those brothers make good money. Those sisters make good money. Absolutely. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is King Gemini, man. How y'all doing? What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. All right, so um, last night, right? Uh-huh. I was performing oral sex with my girl and all that, right? And yeah. she's about to climax. And she farts in my face, man. Oh, you got pink Oh, that eye. means you was doing it. That means you was doing it real good. Means you got pink eyes. Yeah, that's yeah. Hey, you know what? I ain't, I ain't got pink eyes, but uh, real quick, hey Charlamagne, can you do me a huge favor, man? I will not fart on you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare ask me to. <laughs> no, I was wondering if you could send me a book or something, man, and have Barack Obama sign it for me. That would be great. What? <laughs> I don't have it. I only have one copy of A Promised Land. Oh. Oh, yeah, I only had one. I only he only sent us three copies. He sent one for each of us. I don't, I, I, and I'm actually sending mine to my mom to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Somebody oh, stole mine too. in the in the mail, so I had to go buy another one. Yeah, oh it, it, man, I was really hoping on that one though. <laughs> if real. I if I had it, it was yours. I I got a copy. I got a copy of Doctor Rita Walker's book up here. Oh yeah, hey, I'll take that. And you I, got and, it for me, man. And I, I'll send you a copy of mine. It's not like I sold 1.7 in the first week like Barack did. <laughs> I, 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 I do well in the book world, though. Yeah, Have yeah, them. I know. I uh, actually listen to your books. I ain't reading them yet, though. But you know, I listen That's the to same. them. That's the same. I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm get your uh, put you on hold, and they're gonna get your address. We're gonna mail it out to you, brother. Hold on, stinky eye. Hello, who's this? It's Erica. Hey, good morning. Get off your chest, mama. Yeah, um, I listen to y'all every morning, and I'll be damn, I'll be tripping out on you and Charlemagne. I mean, I'll be laughing like crazy every morning at y'all. Well, thank you. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or yeah, bad thing. I don't know if you're laughing with us or at us. I don't know, yeah, but that thank you. Thank you so thing. much, man. I listen to y'all every single morning, like every morning. Thank every you morning. very much. Thank we appreciate your support. Well, thank you so much. Yes, you, you have a great and blessed day, my That's all. Right. Where you from? Okay, you too. That's all. That's all I want to say, sweetie. I love y'all. <laughs> we love you back. 
I love your twang too, that southern twang. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, what's your name? Kayla. Hey, Kayla. Good morning. Get it off your chest, mama. Well, I really didn't have much to say. I just wanted to congratulate y'all. Y'all doing good. And I thought it was so sweet how y'all gave away money because there's really some broke out there. <laughs> Stop calling people the N-word. How do you say stop calling them broke? <laughs> it's, some, it's some unfortunate people when it comes to their pockets in America. There you go. That's right. Every yeah. so, it's a financial struggle out here for some folks. Well, we if you that. got it, you want you want to lend, you want to give some money to some ah, people. Yeah. Heck no! I just lent somebody ten dollars yesterday. No. I'm with you, boo. <laughs> Budget. That's right. Budget that money. Thank you, mama. Ah, just something about that. that something about them two words together. Just do something to you. Broke Nick. Broke. God damn. Lord have mercy. It felt like back in the day when you heard Scrubs for the first time. Like I gotta get on my mama. Huh? Hello, who's this? Hello, who's this? Hello? Hello? This is Morato. Oh, shoot. Morato. Damn, de damn delayed response. That's a, that's a very original name. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Where are you calling from? Good. Uh, I'm calling from Angola, Africa. Africa. All right. Africa. Wow. All right. The motherland. What's happening? Get it off your chest. Good morning. All right. Good morning, DJ Angie. Good morning, Charlamagne the God. What's up, King? Good How are you? Good morning, Angela. Yeah. Good morning. Nice yeah, yeah. That's right. That's a very long distance call. I might spend here a hundred dollars just to make this call. Uh, I just want to. I just want to say that this 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 show is amazing. Um, you guys are doing an incredible job, and I listen to you every day in my Apple podcast. And I don't even know if the program was live. I just called. Okay. Just some positivity. Yeah. We... What you guys doing? And keep inspiring us all. What time is it in Africa right now in Angola? What time is it? It's 11.16. 11.16. Okay. P.M. or A.M.? A.M. Okay. All right. Good to talk to you, brother. Hello, who's this? What are we, comedians? Shayna. Hey, Shayna, get it off your chest. I just want to thank God for this day. That's and right. I, you know, I know. <laughs> Look, I am thank God for this day, for this job. I'm so blessed. I'm highly favored. I got my own business. And I just want to just thank God. That's all, guys. Shayna, Shayna, you're, you're, not, you're not just blessed and highly favored. You're blessed, black, and highly favored. You, you're absolutely right. I am blessed, black, and highly favored. And I just want to thank God for it. Thank yes, you, ma'am. Hello, who's this? Hey, man, what's up? This is Reckless TV. How y'all doing? What's up, Reckless TV? Get it off your chest. I wanted to speak about college. I did trade school. I did two years for HVAC and uh, electricity, and I can work anywhere in the United States. I'm 23 years old, and nobody's doing trade no more. Everybody's trying to be doctors and lawyers. So right now, trade school is the best thing you can do. I agree. After, after I graduated, my... Uh, my teacher came to me and said I should go for another four years and I'd be guaranteed to make six figures and I can go anywhere in the United States. Mm -hmm. So trade school is popping right now because ain't nobody really doing it and everybody needs help with HVAC and uh, air conditioning. Yeah, man, exactly. I, I met this guy the other day, I think when I was in D.C., man, he ran up on me and he was like, man, thank you for always talking about trade school because I went to trade school and I've been gainfully employed for 40 plus years. There you go. <laughs> I forgot what he said he did. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake that ass up. In the morning. Check out this Breakfast Club Rewind. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, Stephen A. Smith. Welcome, brother. 
What's going on, man? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Ange, how you doing? Charlamagne, what's up? What's up, my brother? Good to see y'all. Man, you got a new show coming on ESPN? Another one? <laughs> you man. know, uh, listen, um, you know, it's going to be called Stephen A's World. And, you know, it's just a half-hour show on streaming. ESPN Plus is obviously a big, big priority for them. First year, Disney Plus had 86.5 million subscribers. Mm-hmm. ESPN Plus had 11 and a half. So obviously they want to buffer those numbers and they came to me and asked me to do this. And I've known about this since uh, last year, which is why I gave up my radio show because this was forthcoming. What makes me excited about this is a couple of things. Number one, I'm looking to bring a bit more lightheartedness and levity to certain situations and just you know show the lighter side of me to some degree and really celebrate what other people are doing. But the other thing that I'm excited about is that I'm not only the host of this, I'm the executive producer and I started my own production company a few months, a few months ago, Mr. SAS Productions, and it will be co-producing this in concert with ESPN. So essentially, not only a host, but I'm the boss and um, just trying to set that example and, and, and do what I can to shine. So I put other people in position to shine as well. When we first started the interview, you start, you didn't sound like the normal Stephen A. Smith from Queens. You sounded a little somber. And I, and I know it's because of what we've seen that happened on, on Capitol Hill. So so what were your thoughts of, of seeing that? Well, well, first of all, you know, as a black man, we, let's just call it what it is. If, if those were black people marching up on Capitol Hill, they'd have got shot. But also, what jumped to my mind, I turned and watched Trump's entire speech. And if he didn't dog whisper, it was even stronger than that. He told them to go to the state capitol. He told them to stop this. He told them to essentially engage in insurrection. And so for me, to have a sitting president of the United States be so flagrantly divisive, um, and willing to harm congressional and Senate figures. I don't know how much more egregious it gets. And, and I think it's a blight on our country for years to come, man. It's just really, really bad. Uh, but but if we're honest about it, it's unfortunate. It's sad, but we ain't surprised. How, how hard is it to go on air today and not talk about what happened yesterday at the Capitol? Or, or do y'all plan to talk about it? I, I, I wouldn't know, Charlemagne, because ain't no way in hell I'm going on the air and not talking about it. Is there ever a pushback at ESPN when it comes to sports and politics? Because I know it has been in the past. Well, let me tell you this. This is the part, and and and, and people in the past, I'm not going to mention any names, but here's where they mess up. Obviously, me being in the position that I'm in, I, it's not like I'm just speaking to the supervisor. I mean, the president and I talk every week. You know, the executive VPs of ESPN and I talk every week. I, I kind of know them. And they have never said, don't talk politics definitively. What they said is, leave the political expertise to the political experts. And more importantly, give the audience what they expect to see. If we're ESPN, we're a sports network. Don't avoid sports to talk about these other things. Find a way to interweave sports within the political and social conversation. And because people had a problem with the mandate to not just go directly into politics. You've had some people that have expressed dismay over that, but I've never had a problem with it because anytime something developed and I felt the need to talk about it, I simply let them know. The other thing that the mandate was is that we, you work for us. We pay you. Why the hell are you expressing yourself on Twitter for free when we giving you this platform and we paying you to use it? Use it here. I don't see a problem with that. Now, I want, I want to yeah, get yeah, hold on. You, you, you're talking about Jamel Hill. 
No, no, no. Not just her. I can't think of too many people at ESPN who even had, you know, that type of energy other than Jamel in the past. But there, was, there, there was there was a bunch of them, believe it or not. And believe it or not, I'll shock you with this, Charlamagne. There's a whole bunch of white folks at ESPN that have very, very passionate feelings and obviously some on the other side. And they want to express it even more because they see us expressing it. What I'm saying is, is that when I get, and, and, I'll, and I'll address this directly because I love Jamel. She's a friend. Uh, Kerry Champion, I know she's a friend. Michael Smith, you know, all of these, were, they did great. I miss them. I wish they were still at the network. I don't apologize about that. But what I'm saying to you is that I would say the same thing to you now that I've gotten to know you. If I saw you, you doing something that I said, I said, yo, man, this could ultimately squash you and get in the way of the bigger picture. You too important. I would sit up there and say to you, do you really want to mess that up because of a tweet? Why not use it? Why not use your airwaves? Think about the about the marathon, not the sprint. That's real. The Breakfast Club. Wake that ass up in the morning. Check out this Breakfast Club Rewind. We're just asking, what's one thing you would leave the house for? Charlemagne said he would leave the house right now to get a haircut. Hey, Charlemagne, I agree with you, man. My head look like uh, Charlemagne's right now. Uh, you... Your hairline look like it's socially distancing from your forehead? No, it look like Project Grass, Charlemagne. Project, <laughs> Project Grass. <laughs> your hair look like Project Grass. I'm not going to lie, my hair look like Trap House Carpet this weekend. But I put the Jamaican castor oil with the Monistat 7 in it, and I combed it out, and it look all right. Taking you back, back, back with the classic rewind. rewind. It's the Breakfast Club. I thought this was a podcast. The Breakfast Club is on. If you miss the Breakfast Club, you don't come from my world. It's dangerous. Check out this rewind. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Stephen A. Smith. I know you got to get up out of here. My final question: Do you, do you have a desire for for people to see who you are beyond the sports? Yeah, to some degree. Um, only from the standpoint that. You know, uh, again, I don't want to pigeonhole myself. I don't want to be somebody that's just about sports. You know, when people, when I remember when, and I told, and I tell, you know, my white bosses this a lot of times. I've said this to them a lot of times. White folks come to work with a job to do every day. We come with a responsibility. What mm-hmm. I mean by that is I remember when Trayvon Martin got shot. I'm walking down the streets and black folks walking up to me. Stephen A., you got to touch on this. Stephen A., you got to say this. Yeah, that wasn't a sports story. But they said it was necessary. And then when the Miami Heat put on their hoodies, they really said, you got to touch on this. Now I was going to anyway. But they were telling me that. White folks don't hear that. You don't see white folks going up to other white folks saying that you got to do it. So understanding that black folks feel that way, why do they feel that way? It's not because of me. It's because of the position that I'm in. I have a platform that most of us don't have. And so what they're doing is calling upon me to bring light and to bring attention to things just the same way you might ask ask an athlete to, if not more so. Now with the athlete, you're asking them to say something and be active in that regard. With me, you're not only asking me to say something, you're asking me to be that conduit for others to speak as well, to make sure that I provide the platform for others that need to be heard, to be heard. And I take that role very, very seriously. I don't feel compelled to agree with any damn body and say what I don't feel. But I do feel compelled to make sure that even if you disagree with me, if you speak for a vast majority of us, you need to be heard. And so what I try to do is make sure that I do that. And in that regard, that's where I look at myself beyond the world of sports, using sports 
to extend myself beyond it, to address more deeper issues, enlightening myself, educating myself, either by reading more, watching more, learning more, but more importantly, connecting myself with people I know know stuff, so they will educate me as well. And I had one question too. I wanted to ask about LeBron purchasing, putting together a team to purchase the Atlanta team. What do you think that could do for the WNBA? And how do we uplift the WNBA more so that they can make more money, get more endorsements, more people watch? I love it because I think that Le- LeBron is pretty brilliant with a lot of the things that he does. Um, and obviously he's conscientious. And I think him owning a WNBA team is more about getting it away from uh, Leffler the Senate figure that just lost in Georgia to Warnock. So I think that's what it's about for him more so than anything else. And I applaud his position on that. What I would say is this though, and I'll say this respectfully to all of those females out there, you know, the fellas, we got NBA, we got NFL, we got major league baseball, we got the boxing, we got the UFC, we got all of that. These women have been out there busting their tail for years, trying to make the WNBA into something. Last time I checked, When you are successful in terms of ingratiating yourself with the average consumer out there, you usually are successful because you found a way to ingratiate yourself with that female audience. For some reason, females are not supporting the WNBA enough because if they were, the WNBA would be far more successful than it is. So rather than folks talking about what the WNBA needs, how about the WNBA highlighting in the eyes of women out there, excuse me, we need all the support we can get from y'all because when females step up and support you, you win. I agree. I'm on it. Steven, we appreciate you for checking in. Stephen A. Smith, thank you for checking in, brother. That new show show starts when? Start the Stephen A.'s World debuts Monday, this Monday, January 11th. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Appreciate y'all. Y'all take care. All right, it's The Breakfast Club with Stephen A. Smith. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Now, Charlamagne, can you believe that TikTok I just showed you? You got this girl. She's in her apartment, takes off the bathroom mirror. There's a whole dark secret dungeon back there. That's when I would move out. You can find anything and everything on TikTok. There's so much to discover and watch. It's hard to explain. You just have to see it. TikTok. It's Topic Time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're asking 800-585-1051. Now, when you guys are having dinner, do you think that the husband should be served before the children at the dinner table? That is the question. Let's start with you, Yee. I mean, I don't have any kids or husbands, so that's hard for me to say. I just think about growing up, how did it happen in my house? And I feel like my mom made our food and my dad got his own. Like, he'll just get his food himself. And then my mom would give us ours. And then when we got old enough, everybody just got their own food. Yeah, in my crib uh, in Queens, I mean, I was the only child. We all ate together. So it wasn't like somebody prepared the food first. It was my mom called us down. Why the hell are you going back to childhood like you ain't got dad. a whole wife no, and kids and she, she just said what she grew up. Oh. Now, now, now. It's usually um, my wife will fix my plate while I fix the kids' plates, or I'll fix mine and my wife's plate while she makes the, no. the kids' plate. But 
the youngest one always gets their food first because we usually got to cut it up. We yeah, chop it up. Or... I, yeah, I feel like my mom did the cooking, so my dad kind of, you know, got his own stuff because she was still getting everything together. No, in my crib, it's definitely the youngest kids eat first. I got a, a, a two-year-old, about to be three-year-old, and a six-year-old. They get served first. And then after that, it's kind of just like a free fall. You know what I mean? We got a 13-year-old. She on her own. You got to fix your own damn plate. Even though my wife still fixes her plate, but she definitely gets served last, last after the other kids. And then... Yeah, I just I, I get in the mix at some point. Either I mix fix my own plate or my wife fix my own plate. And and the wife and my wife eats with the kids. So technically, me and my 13 year old the last to eat. Now my wife is usually the last to eat because she's usually helping me cut the, the, the food up or she's making sure the kids my, my, my wife Your wife don't this, eat with the young kids. Like my wife eats with the young kids. Like she serves she, them you know and she my makes her plate this, and then she goes sits with them and eats. My wife has this huge phobia of the kids choking. Say me too. Like huge, huge and, and shout to uh, there was a DJ whose uh, who's, uh, kid, he passed away. He got he choked on a, yeah. a, a, some, uh, a chicken nugget. So after that story, my wife is like very serious. I, like my, the same kids way. Can, my kids can't eat in the car. If my kids are eating, somebody adult has to be there with them. Like my kid has a phobia of that. So she usually sits with them to make sure that, she, that they eat. So she usually eats last. But, that, but my, my wife eats with them. So it's like mm-hmm. the t- two youngest kids get their f- plate fixed. My wife fixes her plate, sits with them and eats. And then it's like, you know, me, I'm either working out or my, my oldest daughter is at cheerleading practice or something. So we're always the last to eat. So. Do you guys ever cook and then no, serve I don't the cook family? Breakfast. Why would I do that? We just talked about kids choking. Why would I ever want to cook my kids a meal? I no, can't I do cook. breakfast. I do the breakfast. I'm the breakfast guy. I do the French toast, the pancakes, I don't the sausages, the eggs, mm. the bacon. That's me. I do breakfast. I know my lane. I'm terrible in the kitchen. I'm good money on breakfast. Mm. All right. Well, let's like, open up the phone line. I heard about your turkey sauce. You heard about my sausage. I don't eat pork, sir. Hello, who's this? This is Charlene from Detroit. Hey, Charlene, what up, Dow? What up, Dow? How you doing? I'm good. Hello, Angela, and Hey. Peace, Queen. How are you? Now, do you think that the husband should be served before the children at the dinner table, Mama? No, sir. The husband served after the little one. I agree. You served your husband. You served your husband, but you served him after you served the little one because they can't serve themselves. That's right. Yeah, especially the little ones. Like we said, we ch- you gotta chop up, chop up their food and all that. So yeah, there you go. yeah. There you go. That's right. And as a man, I don't want to be eating before my kids. You know what I'm saying? Like you sitting down eating, and the kids looking at you while you eating, waiting to eat. No, let the kids eat first. Now I know one time, at one time I, I I think that was the thing because I know there was there was, there was always this thing where. The man got the, the chicken breast, and then the kids got the other. Oh, the big piece of chicken. Yeah, the big piece. of you chicken. You got that from Chris Rock. No, nah, but that, that was a fact though, because my dad usually got the big piece of chicken. Well, he should. He's the man. Right. Well, that's what it is. Eat more. Nah, yeah. <laughs> he probably the biggest person in the house. Yeah. The biggest person in the house. But get that, the largest portion. But now you know if that was the case, Logan is because Logan eats. He plays. Logan football. should get the big piece of chicken. He's the man of the goddamn yeah, house. Shut up, man. If you can slam your daddy, he can't slam Logan can slam his daddy. He can't slam if you can daddy. slam your daddy, you get the big piece of chicken. Salute the big Logan. We don't call him little Logan. My big Logan. Y'all seen your back on Instagram. All right. Hey, yo, why you look at that boy back, man? You post it. <laughs> Hello, who's this? It's Angeline. Hey, Angeline. Good morning. Good morning. Now, who do you think should uh, be served first, the husband or the children? Um, The husband typically gets served first. He's the one who goes out into the world typically. Um, I mean, the women are going out into the world too now, but... I know, that's it's right. It's customary and traditional <laughs> that the husband goes out, he comes in, he gets his place first. I think it's an age thing, too, because if you got older kids, like if you got young kids, the young kids probably get served first, and then the mom sits and eats with them. But if you got older kids in their teenage years, then yeah, probably daddy 
than the kids. But you know, it's interesting that you say that because I'm looking at it now and thinking about this. And it feels like it'd be nice for guys to sometimes cook for the family. There's nothing like a guy who can cook and kind of serve the family since women. I don't have time to do It feels like um, calling in this tradition, it would be a nice thing to kind of switch it up. But I don't have time for all of that. I mean, like Ebony K. Williams said when she was here, like Ebony said, you know, if she's the curator of the house, meaning that she's going to have the home-cooked meals there and she's going to curate the house. She'll do all of that. Well, I'm Man not saying every day, but it just else. feels like it might be something nice to try. I, I, just, I just don't have time. Now, I do breakfast on the weekends. Wow. Weekends is my time. My kids love my breakfast, so, I mean, I do breakfast. My wife does it throughout the week, but I, I do breakfast. I love doing breakfast. My kids love helping me cook breakfast, so breakfast is my team. And if and if you if, if you really on the go as a husband, depending on what time you get home, you can't cook for your kids because your kids got to eat by 6 o'clock. Most of the time, that's when dinner time is for young kids, right? Oh, I ain't cooking for my kids uh, throughout the week. <laughs> I, I work too hard. That's what I'm saying. If my can't... wife ain't there, Uber Eats, bro. Yeah. Or, you know, or leftovers. Or, 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 like, I do sandwiches, man. I always could do a sandwich. My kids know if wife ain't there, we're going to have a sandwich. Well, if you cook, if you fix your kids' sandwiches for dinner. Yes. That's a damn shame. Logan slam his ass. That's why <laughs> Logan, that's why Logan is able to slam you. Because Logan shit. getting good meals while you feeding the rest of the kids and eating sandwiches. Don't act like you right. no sandwich for dinner. I don't remember that. All right, well, it makes me really appreciate when my man cooks for me. This whole conversation. All right, what's the moral of the story, guys? I mean, the moral of the story is y'all got to stop holding on to so many damn traditions. Okay, you got to do what works for you, and you you never know what works for you until you're in that situation. And when you're in that situation, and it's six o'clock, and the kids got to eat, and then they got to take a bath by seven and be in bed by eight. If you're not gonna help with the bathing and putting them to bed, better fix your own damn plate and get out your wife's way. Asking her to do all that. That's crazy. All right, we got more coming up next with The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela E, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us this morning. Our folks. Miss Pat. Miss Pat and Jordan Cooper. And Jordan Cooper. How y'all feeling, man? Good the morning. Good morning. What you doing drinking Coca-Cola? I know you're from Atlanta, but damn. Miss Pat drinks I flew in this bitch at three o'clock and then he had no car to pick me up. I'm tired. All the motherfuckers out there trying to pick me up at the airport. I'm like, excuse me, do you think I don't see the news? Y'all ain't about to take this. I got on a spank. <laughs> 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 it's gonna take some time unwrapping, huh? Oh, well, a whole lot of time. You ain't never <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I feel like we should be celebrating, right? Because it's been such a journey for you to get your show on TV. Well, first of all, let's introduce you to Miss Pat because you, you ain't never been here with Miss Pat. You ever met Angela? Miss Pat? No, I've never met her. But we've spoken. I read her okay. book before Rabbit. I've done all of that, so I'm familiar. Well, nice to finally beat you, Angela. She waited till you got a TV show over to be here for an interview, Miss Pat. Just like famous people. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't there yet. I ain't there yet. I still got my little way birth and I'm trying to be blacker than a motherfucker. No, we are proud of you. We're so proud of you, man. Pat and Jordan, like we've seen the journey. Was three networks before it landed on BET Plus? No, three networks, three writers, cry, tears, Damn. I couldn't suck the right in Hollywood. That's why I took five years. You know I got vertical. I can't be sucking no extra. I can't do it, actually. I got high flesh, bitch, wig slide. Think I'm Charlemagne the God? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but you are still working with Lee Daniels, so you didn't have to worry about that. Whoa! 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 Whoa. 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 Who
Wow. You're trying to get a wow. big fight. No. Whoa. I'm saying that wasn't going to wow. happen. Hey. I think Lee won't be sucking his Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I already had Lee. I'm talking about other people. <laughs> you already had. How was the process, though, Jordan? <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. I like, well, it, it's a crazy story. I got introduced to Pat in high school. My dad was like, you gotta watch her, she's hilarious. Her story's ridiculous. So I watched it, and I was like, dang, like her story's crazy, she's funny as hell, she need to write a book. Then I wrote my play, Ain't No Mo, that Lee saw at the mm -hmm. public, and he was like, yo, I'm doing this thing with Miss Pat, uh, this comedian, we don't have a concept for her, uh, so see if you can read this book and see if you can come up with a concept for a show. And I read it, and I immediately saw in my head this this sitcom with a live audience. And I wanted to go back to like All in the Family, Good Times, The Jeffersons, but I wanted to, it to be R-rated in front of a live studio audience. Which I thought he Bro, was you crazy. crazy. What you know about The Jeffersons? Listen, and good times? listen, that, DVD. Touch me to watch Lucy one night. <laughs> Lucy. I'm like, Lucy in LA. I said, if you don't give me the f out of this thing, my panty line away, I'm sleeping <laughs> 10 o'clock at night. Old people been in the bed. Lucy. No, I had to watch it because I wanted her to know the history of like I where everything was no coming from. No history coming from. I don't even give a f about black history. <laughs> Not at 10 o'clock at night, mother I'm sleeping. We up in Beverly Hills, so I'm watching Lucy. Everybody laughing. I don't dozed off like a motherfucker. <laughs> Bitch, I'm sleeping. I told you before you brought this. Why was your panty liner wet? My panty liner's always wet. Why? Because it's a 64 Chevy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, your wife don't tell all her business. <laughs> Everybody got a little drip. Ain't no right on the they tight like the third grade. <laughs> I cannot. I will say I don't have kids. It's still pretty tight. That what you think. Pull your underwear off and smell them. <laughs> you used to have tight. <laughs> so did I. This thing is crazy. And when you're fat and you don't like it, you let them stick it in your neighbor, Angelique. And then you <laughs> your neighbor. Yeah, fat girl got deep neighbors like vaginas. You like, thank you, this for real. I know. <laughs> I've heard underarm, but <laughs> nah. When you fat, like, I got a big hole in the stomach like my neighbor used to be there. So when fat girl, we trick and we don't want to really give you no we let you stick it in the navel. So when you say you no, nigga, you, all you did was navel. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, thank God, y'all ain't got to worry about cleaning this up because listen, she curses constantly. Listen, th these networks, I think at the beginning, they really wanted to put her on network TV, like Fox and all this. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want it to, to to be fake. I didn't want it to be. I wanted her to be able to be herself. So basically, Lee was like, "Come up, come up with a concept, right?" And he goes to Fox and was like, "Yo, I got this kid. He wrote this show. Like, I th I think you guys would love it." They're like, "He's still in college. Ain't nobody like we're not we're not about to do that." Fox and was the first network it was attached to, right? Fox, yeah. Okay. And then Pat, Pat, whenever we met, she called. She I flew called, on my yeah. birthday to meet him, so I took his number and I said, "Look, Hollywood is full of." Shit. Everybody want to the same person in Hollywood. If you get a fat black girl, I need a fat black girl. I said, so right now ain't nobody got no fat black girl. Ain't nobody calling for him. So I said, the only way you're going to get this job is you listen to me. We need to write a strip behind these motherfuckers back. And we wrote that pilot and we handed it to Lee. And so what was crazy, because he put his name, I said, take your name off of it. And because he thought Which I was going to I was like, why are you going to take my name off of it? Well, I said, because if it's up, it's going to fall back on me, mm -hmm. not you. And you still got a chance to get a job. That's what Lee trying to do. I said, I, don't, I said everybody going to know I ain't do that. Everything's spent right now. So you <laughs> 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 So I gave it to Lee. And he was like, who the 
wrote this. I was like, me say, bitch, everything spelled right. <laughs> me and Jordan wrote this. And he walked it in, and that's how he got the job at oh, Fox. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then, but then it ended up at Hulu, too, right? Hulu yeah. shot the pilot. So Hulu, shoot, okay. we sell it. We, he takes us, he wanted to do, he wanted real language in it. So it moves us over to Fox 21. Yeah. Fox 21 sell it to Hulu. This is how much we went through. Fox, so Hulu shoots the pilot, and everybody get involved. We attach Debbie Allen. She shot, this was her first pilot since, since Fresh Prince Fresh of Bel Air. And we shooting the pilot, y'all. And I, my spirit, I said, they're not going to pick it up. Okay, we shoot it. I go on back on the road. It took them six months to say no. That person didn't understand me, and they didn't understand this show. Who was but, the he? But we I can't ain't say, say who the he. Uh, we'll say that, that, that. It was, it was, there, it was <laughs> also there. Uh, we heard through the grapevine that it was their highest tested pilot ever. Because it was a thing where, where I, I don't think that person understood why it was funny or why people would That's get it. That's insane. Sometimes you have a, to know what you don't know. It's a white right. person. Right. Of course it was a white person. You know it was a goddamn white, white person. White goddamn mayonnaise. Nigga, <laughs> 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 when BET called and said, he was like, BET Plus. I said, what the f*** is BET Plus? Mm -hmm. And they gave us f 10 episodes, and I f*** with people who f*** with me. Word. You know, they was great. It, it was kind of better because they understood it. We right. didn't have to explain ass and nappy hair. And then we had questions about, there was a joke about edges, and they were like, what are, what are what edges? Is edges? Oh my gosh. What is, I'm like, what the f***? Oh. It's alopecia on black women when they move in wigs. I was at a salon one time. My friend said, Watch my, watch my Clyde hair. I washed that wig off her hair. I said, her hair fell off. <laughs> I said, what the f*** happened? She said, she got alopecia. I had never heard of it. I said, mm. the bitch got apples and peaches in there. <laughs> <laughs> Is that some new cream of nature? But I was dead ass for real. I said, what the f is apples and peaches? She said, bitch, apple oh. peaches. When your hair fall, I said, what the f is this? <laughs> you know, I'm from the hood. I'm used to the oh. yanking your tracks out and leave your little balls oh, by right, there and you put a little mother suffer eight on it and it grow back. But I ain't never took a bitch wig off and it looked like that bitch went through a car wash and <laughs> Bitch, you got alopecia? What's wrong? You got, what the f is going on with y'all? Well, hold on. Hold on. So, after, after, um. The alopecia. That, not the alopecia. <laughs> I done forgot my train of thought with Miss Pat crazy. <laughs> All right, we have more with Miss Pat and Jordan Cooper. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Miss Pat, comedian, and Jordan Cooper. How close uh, oh. of, of the show is about your, your life? 95%. So, your daughter really whipped the girl's ass in school? No, she whooped him with education. That's Gariana. Yeah. Like, she's based off my daughter. She actually wrote on the show. So my daughter went to this all-white school, and she was just whooping with knowledge. And I was like, that's why you can't get no because you up here with all this black live matter. What ain't black live matter? Just social justice. Calm down. You ain't going to never get no at this all-white school. So you, you, too black. you wanted your daughter to get Ain't good? Oh, I thought your daughter was a lesbian. I got two dollars. I got two dollars. Yeah, don't put, yeah, yeah, don't you're put right. lesbian on both of my daughters. Somebody needs some yeah. shot, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't have minded her being with a white boy? I wouldn't mind. That's her. Okay. <laughs> what you, I can't go over there and put a stop sign in my kids. My daughter needs some <laughs> stop sign. <laughs>
<laughs> you want to trade the 64 Chevy? Yeah, yeah. Want to trade the 64 Chevy? <laughs> for, for the Tesla. <laughs> 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 oh, my daughter got a Tesla. I could use that one. Oh, we like seeing Tammy Roman and your chemistry on oh, there too. Tammy, I thought that was she nice. Was so, she kills man, it. She, she kills it. it. Tammy did it. It's ridiculous. You know what's crazy? Let me tell you about the whole the whole mm -hmm. casting this show. So Jordan, when he first got me, he was sent me. He sent me two people, which was a daddy, and he sent me Tammy Roman. He said, "This is your sister, and that's your that's your husband." So I said, "That big old black guy is not my husband." <laughs> I said, "That crazy ass woman with that bonnet on her head is not my sister." Cause I didn't, I didn't know Tammy. I, I don't watch reality TV. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about neither one of them. So you just saw the video with the bonnet. Bonnet, and I said that crazy ass. Cause she was funny. Mm -hmm. I said that bitch crazy, and she's not my sister. He was like, yes, yeah, she is. So when it was time to audition, I kind of had this a darker skinny girl. Cause my sister is dark skinny in real mm -hmm. life, and so really good act. She came in and blow that shit away. The next day, that the Lee Daniel's sister doing all the cash. She's like, you got to watch Tammy Roman. And I was like, who is Tammy Roman? And he was like, then I Googled it. I was like, she a reality star. She can't act. And he was like, she was like, yes, yeah, she can. Yes, yeah, she can. So I said, okay. That girl walked in that motherfucker. She was that character. And I'm like, okay. And that bitch woke that room up. On the show, Tammy's a recovering addict. So your sister, you say your sister still? Well, yeah. Indulges? Yeah, uh, I, indulges. She yeah. smoke. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> yeah. You gotta say it nicely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Smokes, yeah. smokes crack. You yeah. gotta use the uppity words and crack your head. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I know you're educated, Sh Charlamagne. I know you from the street. You from North Carolina. You say, your cousin smoke, right, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, ain't, you ain't gonna hurt my feelings. I mean, your sister smoke. I mean, your it, sister it, indulges yeah. in narcotics, no, doesn't no, she? No, my sister smoke narcotics. <laughs> Did she see the show? Your sister see the show? Who? I don't, I blocked them. What? Oh, you don't you don't mess with your sister in real life. I don't mess with nobody. I had to block everybody. Charlamagne, anybody get my little few pin of BET game me? And what your kids say about the show? They not blocked. <laughs> you blocked them too. <laughs> no, my kids live with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, my kids. My, my daughter wrote on the show. My other daughter did makeup. So I mean, my whole family was. Uh, oh, my great. husband was at home. He didn't come down, but mm -hmm. you know, if, where I could where I could provide a job, I provided a job. There you go. You yeah. didn't tell us how you uh, came to terms with the big dude, the, your husband. What made you comfortable with that one? It took a minute because mm -hmm. I had never kissed a man in over 20 years. And when, you know. What? Another man. Married. Oh, Another oh man. got you, got Outside you. Outside of her husband. I was going to ask that. Got you. How did you feel about that first, when you've seen that first kiss on, on camera? It was okay, you know, because at first, I was like, doing the pilot, it was really hard. and But he was so nice because he was such a, he's such a great actor. Yeah. And I was like, I just hated him. I could, oh, get your hands off me. Then, you know, he's a stage actor, so he was sweating. I was like, oh, damn, I hate this man. Get him away from me. And so, you know, I didn't know him either. But what was so good about him, he was just so patient. He's never tried to push himself on me. And I just told him, I said, dude, I ain't kissed no man in 20 years. And it was literally with grossing me out at the mm -hmm. beginning. But then when we started to shoot the nine episode, you you spend time with somebody. It. Oh, it started turning you on. Oh, it started turning you on. Oh, that panty line started to be used for a different reason, huh? Huh? That's what it was. I said, got a little more slapping you on the ass now. That's his ass. No, I wanted to show black love. I wanted to show black love. black love. But like, this is the thing. Jay Bernard, too. Let's say his name. Jay Bernard Calloway. A fierce, ridiculous actor, but like on their screen test, the two of them. Why are you blushing, Miss Pat? Why don't make me tell your husband now? Shut the <laughs> up. <laughs> you got to watch that. Say that to watching all those, watching the kids, watching them slap my, you in the ass and all that. My husband's like, who wrote this? Jordan. <laughs> <laughs>
Miss <laughs> 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 Pat, what were the conversations like for you at home after filming this? Because I'm sure it made you, because like Jordan was saying, you're being more vulnerable. So what happened at home just from even filming this? I think my husband, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. And I'll, after this, we had to go through counseling. Mm-hmm. And I've, been, we, I've never had to do counseling with my husband. But it was a new take on life. You know, your wife is stepping into the spotlight. And my husband, my husband works at General Motors. You know, he's a just an ordinary dude. And people started to, like, come up to him and say, like, you met Pat Hub. He's like, no, I'm Garrett. He's going to call me Miss Pat Hub. <laughs> so it was, it was also, it, was all, it, it affected right. him in a certain way. I don't know if my husband felt like he was losing head of the household. You know how some men feel like, well, she don't need me anymore. Mm-hmm. And and I never thought I needed counseling before, but I knew my marriage was yeah. on the rocks. Wow. I used to tell I used to tell her all the time. It's your fault, Jordan, by the way. I know, I know. I literally, I used to tell her all the time. I was like, you need to go to therapy. Like, you need to talk about some of this shit. And she was like, nah, I got comedy. I ain't doing no damn therapy. And so literally, I wrote therapy in the season. Wow. I wrote that the couple, that shit, that he started therapy, and then they go together, and she kind of starts to, and that's when she started therapy, which was just a beautiful thing to watch her open right. up. And I think you, you grew a lot. You say you grew a lot in that I did. Process. I learned a lot about the way my husband felt, which I, I like, I, I travel all the time, so I would go home, and it was like, he would fall asleep real early. Uh, it would be like rejection. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with him? But I'm so busy trying to create a show, trying to do a special, do all the other things, and it didn't hit me until my birthday party. And uh, my friend Quisha threw me a surprise birthday party, and he didn't come down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the f- my husband at? Y'all didn't invite him? And they was like, he wouldn't come. I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. So I called him, and I said, hey, n- you headed for divorce court. What you want to do? Mm-hmm. Call this motherfucking counselor my friend gave me. And he we called. But in that session, which I never thought I would ever do counseling, I learned so much about this man that was sitting in my house that I didn't know. Damn. I mean, y'all been together so for so long, y'all probably had to uh, get to know each other all over again. We really yeah. did. Because one point, he's like, I was just waiting to die. You don't need me anymore. I was like, what the f*** you wow. mean you waiting to die? You had a health care. We might not be able to get this shit after you croak over. You play too much. But is she serious, though? That she's not even playing. But you know, the dynamics of your relationship changed, right? It did. It mm. changed. You know, I think it's because, you know, my, my husband is a very quiet person. Mm. And then, you know, I'm... I don't think he ever thought my career was would get like this. You know, really? He would say he would say, shit, and I'm not gonna listen to some chick house jokes. You're going on out there, and you out there just fucking around. Cause I worked at General Motors and I worked at Ford. You quit any good job for this, shit. and I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. It's something here. Cause I know when it's something here for me, and you know, he, you know, he was just ready to leave. He's like, I, he, th- I, he was like, I was ready to leave. I was waiting on you to say it was over. I'm like, you gonna build a castle and let another nigga come in it and keep the lights on for mm-hmm. you? Mother, you know how many times I, I messed out your credit card to go do a show that didn't pay me shit. You know how many times you bought me a mother plate? You know how many times you stayed at house with three sets of crack babies that I raised? Mm. You know how many times that I didn't come home and you would send me your mother credit card and I took your whole paycheck for my dream? And then now we, I get a little money and you gonna feel like you ain't a part of it? is wrong with you? Mm. Right. But the counselor, another black man had to set my husband down and open up his mind. Like, my husband wouldn't even let me buy him nothing named brand. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't even take a vacation. If I bought that motherfucker, I don't want that. Take that back. I don't, I don't want that. We just went to Diz. I bought a Louis Vuitton satchel a while. He took it all this time. <laughs> I just bought a new Thank car. you. I just bought a new car. And you know, like, when <laughs> I first shot the thing, I was like, hey, I made this money. I want to give you this. I don't want your money. 
And I was like, he's got to look at it like it's our money, though. That's what counseling did for mm-hmm. him to realize that we are as one. When you keep blowing up the way you are, Miss Patton, you get all this money. Are you going to retire your husband the way Tabitha Brown did her? her <laughs> I sure man? am going to retire hey, my husband. Okay. I already told him at the beginning of the year, the clock out. Come on, yeah. home. That's right. I'm, I'm actually, I just put a contract on a house in Atlanta. You got them right. My Congratulations. Husband worked, yeah, my husband worked. He's been 22 years at General Motors. Why wouldn't I retire him? I've been with this man 20-some years. They never put his hands on me. 30, almost 30 years. I ain't never went without a meal. Can you see me? Do I look like I missed a meal? <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> Shut the I mean, yeah, right. man. You're supposed to answer that. No. That was terrible. Why would he say that? <laughs> He was like, no man, no man. I ain't mean it like that. That was really. I ain't never been disrespected. I ain't never been called a bitch. I ain't never got hit in the eye on Friday without this makeup on the eye. That lad hit me in my eye every Friday. Like it was a dance we were going to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? It's your turn now because right. you have helped me get here. When so many other people look down on me and talk, even his motherfucking mama, what you want with that welfare queen? I'm like, bitch, I'm giving you some food stamp. You gonna call me a welfare queen? If I wasn't telling these lies, I couldn't be over there bringing you no food for them roaches to help you eat. <laughs> 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 I can tell that story now because she did. Oh, damn. I was wondering. Oh, my God. Right. I was wondering. Right. My goodness. All right. We have more with Miss Pat and Jordan Cooper. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Still kicking it with Miss Pat, comedian, and Jordan Cooper. Jordan, you know, I think about you often because I've been saying over the, in the next five years, if things don't change in America, we're going to have to move to Ghana. Yeah. And that's what yeah. your whole play was yeah. about. That yeah. was what? Years uh, ago. How yeah, long ago was that? Two years ago. Two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Would you see that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. This country is crazy, man. I think we're being. I ain't tricked. moving to Ghana. It's hot. I got hot flesh. No. <laughs> you already. <laughs> He said you already what? I can't fool with her. She, no she already in told him. Tell him about your hot booty hole. No, she Tell him about your hot booty hole. She got hot flashes in the ass. Flaming hot booty hole? <laughs> when you have hot flashes, like, they move on. Have you started hot flashes yet? No. But I oh, hope I don't get them in my booty hole. Well, they, they coming. <laughs> Is it maybe something well, you eat that comes out? She remind me of Felicia Rashad. She's so bougie. I'm going to my booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me if I put too much crushed red pepper on my pizza. <laughs> no, no. Well, you, you know, you know. What are you thirty? No, I'm older than that. Okay, well, they coming. I'm gonna time when you just gonna start heating up around the neck, then it move to the and just recently I was just telling him my hot flesh is between my legs and it's on my panty liner strip. It won't stick no more because it's just hot down now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Fooling. You can't control where the hot flashes go. Go ask your mama. I bet she'd be around there with Don't her clothes. You ask your mama about her hot booty hole. Don't y'all know nobody out there go ask their mama about their hot booty hole, please. So I got I got hot flashes in my ass now. So I'm going to call my doctor when I start. I'm like, hey, do this between my legs now. And then this done heated up my dick. And it shouldn't be doing this during the day while I'm on a plane next to a white man. So it's just hot. So that's why you can't move to Ghana. You can't move to Ghana but, because but, of that. But like, I think, <laughs> all, all, all I have to say, that's, right, that's why you can't move to Ghana. But the, but the, I um, wish I ain't got no passport to do my wig. <laughs> I can't. I feel like low-key we being duped. Like, I feel like it's too quiet, like, in the White House. I'm so, I, like, I, I'm, I voted for Biden. I voted mm-hmm. for, for, for Kamala Harris. But I feel like, 
I don't want us to be fooled. I don't want us to think that just because a regime changes that the problems are fixed, that we ain't got no issues. Problem ain't gonna never I be think. fixed. But that's the problem. But we think we think it is. Ain't I nobody like, never thought no. that problem gonna be fixed in this regime. That's a damn country. lie. That's a damn lie. I ain't lie. never thought I that. We're quiet. No, we are quiet. No, we are quieter. That's why they giving you all that passive money. I tried to show you how to get. Listen, this is what I'm saying. No, you tried to show him. <laughs> I'm not doing that with a bitch. Everybody else, doing it. everybody else taking their ass to jail too. too. Everybody else taking their ass to jail. He had a real business, and he was sitting in the house twirling his motherfucking finger. It affect him. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm talking about yeah. real business. That yeah. but, real business. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> is that. White people were so up in arms whenever Trump was in office. Everybody, no, they were not. White people were silent when Obama was in presidency. They thought it was perfect. They thought it was perfect. They They thought it was because they voted for Trump. That's why they thought it was good. What white people you been seeing? I'm talking about the white people. I'm talking about the white people. I grew up in Texas, so like I remember that's the undercover race. No, listen, listen, listen. This is what I'm saying. The reason, the reason why well, ain't no more in the first place was because white people, whenever Barack Obama was in presidency, it was like they weren't paying attention. It was like everything is perfect because we have this black person at the front of a thing, right? And then when Trump was in office, all of a sudden, the, uh, the, the devil was butt-ass naked in the street, and everybody was like, oh, no, we got to get the devil out of here, right? And then when we put Biden in, nobody's worried about the devil no more. Let but it's like, no, we, we, the we devil still was got still the- out there. He was at the courthouse. The motherfuckers always lock you up. They were still out there. You just young and you don't pay attention. No, I'm saying that we're not. I feel like we're not speaking up as much as we were when Trump was in office well, because well, it was in our face. Ain't nobody on there telling people to. Did you see the last motherfucker we had? He was outspoken and crazy. That's what I'm saying. He was entertaining. Mm-hmm. He was entertaining. Mm-hmm. So you woke up to turn on the TV with the fuck this crazy man with mm-hmm. the we gonna do this week. Mm-hmm. There's no more of that. All Biden got his motherfucking Botox up on his eye looking like a baby ass. You see how that Botox about? Biden, if you don't stop Botoxing your eyes, you, you gonna die and your eyes gonna still be alive. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen his eyes look like a smooth ass? <laughs> it don't work for nowhere. But I said, what? What is he worried about? The wrinkles up on his eye. He got that good Botox too, like three thousand dollars a needle. Cause that motherfucker eyes is smooth like a baby ass. White dude, you ever seen Biden eyes? <laughs> Look back in your eyes. He don't tell him. Biden got a, a ton of Botox. He can't. He can't even smile no more. It's just his eyes stay open. I've been sleeping. So that's why you ain't hurting now. He ain't there getting Botox. But that's what I'm saying. I feel like we got the same heat that we had when Trump was in office. We got to keep that heat. We got to keep that. Because we still being locked up. We still being killed. That's right. Keep that heat. Black lives still matter. Keep that heat. Today. 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 Yeah, he did. I told him with the thumb joke. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm good. I watched the first. Are y'all going to watch it with your kids? No. That's why we call it a grown But I've done some of the things that you've done before. Like, I had to turn off the Wi-Fi in the crib when when my son went a little too crazy with the the game. And so there's a couple of things. But, yeah, I enjoyed it so far. And I just want to say thank you. Miss Pat always checks up on me. And I appreciate it. Same. Same. I appreciate you. I'm a real Hey, I'm not here. But I'm a real mother. I, when nah, I see you, you out there spending time with your family, it just black love, just beautiful. I, I never met your wife, but congratulations on the new baby. Thank you, thank she, you. She ain't had it yet. Not she, yet, not yet. I, she, I was like, girl, why would you have a baby with a body like that? Mm-hmm. But anyway, she's beautiful. She what what right y'all back. having? A girl. Another girl? Yeah, so That's four girls and two boys. Four girls That's and two boys. Up. Congratulations. Right. So I would much. send you a gift, but you rich. And my <laughs> shit ain't gonna work out from birth. Give us something thoughtful. My Come I can put it on layaway. <laughs> <laughs> a gift card to Burlington. Yeah, he'll never use my. <laughs> I'll be checking the balance. It still be there. <laughs> <laughs> See, my 
Check out the show, Joe man, on yes, BET Plus, Miss Pat. Man. We so proud of you, Miss Pat. Proud That's of you, right. Jordan, man. Jordan, thank, thank you for man. staying down, bro, with Miss Pat, man. Stand down and finally to meet you, Angela. You in are person. beautiful. Thank you. I'm excited to meet you, too. You know, I was up on that book early on as soon as you sent it up here. So I was always disappointed I wasn't here when you were here, but I'm happy well, for you uh, as well. You're beautiful. Thank you for being in the house. First time I met you. <laughs> it's Miss Pat, Jordan, Cooper. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Now, Charlamagne, can you believe that TikTok I just showed you? You got this girl. She's in her apartment, takes off the bathroom mirror. There's a whole dark secret dungeon back there. That's when I would move out. You can find anything and everything on TikTok. There's so much to discover and watch. It's hard to explain. You just have to see it. TikTok. Wake up. Wake the f*** up. This is Marlon Wayans, and I'm rocking with DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. This is The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah. You don't fear the date. Yeah, you dumb ass. You get don't fear the date. Yeah, you dumb ass. You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eyes. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. Yes. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Yes, Donkey of the Day goes to Matt Rowan. Who is Matt Rowan? He is an announcer for high school basketball in Oklahoma. He was calling a game uh, last Thursday. Last Thursday night, and one of the teams participating in the game were the Norman High School girls basketball team. Drop on the clues bombs for the Norman High School girls basketball team. Okay? The Norman High School girls basketball team decided to take a knee in protest. We all know what taking a knee means in sports. It's a gesture uh, made famous by Colin Kaepernick, the protest against police brutality and racism. Can't think of too many things that piss off white supremacists more than taking a knee during a national anthem. Now, a lot of white supremacists try to mask their racism and bigotry under the guise of being patriotic. They say if you take a knee during the national anthem, you are being unpatriotic. But we all know it has nothing to do with the lack of respect they think you're showing for the red, white, and blue and everything to do with the lack of respect that they have for the black, <laughs> period. Don't believe me? Well, let's look at Exhibit A. Matt Rowan, announcer who was calling the game for an online broadcast on the NFHS network when he saw the protest. He had some words for the Norman High School basketball team, and he didn't realize his microphone was on. Let's go to CBS News for the report, please. A hot mic caught a sports announcer using a racist slur during a high school basketball game in Oklahoma. It happened when the team from Norman High School knelt during the national anthem Thursday night. The local school system has severed ties with him. Now, I couldn't really hear what, what the slur was. Do you have an isolated? Okay, now, <clears throat> kneeling is in protest to racism and police brutality, which usually goes hand in hand. But if I'm kneeling to protest racism and your response to my kneeling is they're kneeling, Effing niggers, aren't you proving us right? 
Okay. Don't ask why we kneel when your response in 2021 to me kneeling is you calling me the N-word. I don't claim to be the smartest man in the world. I've said it a million times on this radio. I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, nor am I the strongest Avenger. But man, oh man, if y'all want people to stop kneeling, stop protesting, then stop giving them things to protest and kneel about. Okay. Now that's only the first part of Donkey today. It's a couple of reasons he's getting donkey. One is for the blatant racism. Uh, second is for the statement he put out apologizing. Would you like to know what his excuse was for calling these girls the N-word? Let's go back to CBS News for the report, please. The announcer, Matt Rowan, later blamed his remarks on his diabetes and a blood sugar spike. The local school system has severed ties with him. Huh? High blood sugar? Diabetes? Really? <laughs> your blood sugar levels are very low compared to your blood mayonnaise levels, okay? Type 1 diabetes. This is type 1 racism, okay? I didn't know racism was a side effect of diabetes. I don't know how because there's nothing sweet about racism. By the way, last time that I checked, black Americans had higher rates of diabetes than white Americans. So can we use diabetes as an excuse to be bigots? I mean, I had to Google the side effects of diabetes. I see foot ulcers cardiovascular disease, vision impairment, gum disease, fatigue, strokes, nerve damage, but nothing about racism, nothing about bigotry. In Matt's statement, he said, I suffer from type 1 diabetes, and during the game, my sugar was spiking, and I became disoriented, mm -hmm. and I often say things that are not appropriate as well as hurtful when I'm in this state. I do not believe that I would have made such horrible statements absent my sugar spiking. Hmm. Let's unpack <laughs> this. As my therapist says, uh, number one, Matt, you said in your statement that you often say things that are inappropriate as well as hurtful when your sugar is spiking. So this wasn't an isolated incident, okay, because you said this happens often. All right. This is what you do on the regular. And you said, I do not believe that I would have made such horrible statements. I do not believe. What do you mean you do not believe? If I ask you not to do something, yes or no is the only answer that suffice. If you tell me you don't believe you would do something, I can't trust that. Matt, why can't you trust yourself that you wouldn't call black people N-words if your blood sugar level wasn't spiking? I'll tell you why. Because you're a racist. That's it. And furthermore, when your blood sugar level is spiking, you get fatigued, you get shortness of breath, you get a very dry mouth. I didn't hear none of that. In fact, that nigga sounded wet when it came out your mouth. Okay, I also didn't hear no trouble breathing. And you damn sure didn't sound tired. Matt, just... Just please let Kathy Griffin give Matt Rowan the biggest hee-haw. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. Luckily, he was fired. Okay? And that's that. Cracker right. ass, cracker! Hey, 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 drop on the clues bombs for Chris Rock. Damn it, man. Whoa. All right. Wow, Chris. Okay? Wow. Didn't know you All wanted right. to add that. Keep it locked. We have more coming up next. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the bread. What's up? It's the Breakfast Club, and it's time for Ask Ye. Now, who's on the line? Whoa. Hey. Hi. Hi, Ye. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm such a huge fan, um, and I'm whispering because my husband is sleepy. He just came home from work, but this is a secret that my son expressed to me that he wants to keep a secret. Okay. So my son, he just turned ten, mm -hmm. and he told me that he made like boys and girls. Okay. And what did you say? So I don't. Um, I told him no matter what that I would love him. 
Um, and whatever decision he makes, I'm going to stand next to him. But I'm not sure if what he's feeling is correct or, or any, like, I don't know. I need help with this. I'm not outside. I'm handling it good with him and I'm trying to keep our relationship. You know, um, I want him to come to me. Right. For anything. Anything. Mm -hmm. But inside I'm like kind of panicking and I don't, you know, like I'm going back and forth with myself. Well, what are you panicking about? Because number one, he's a young black man already. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, just to be open and he's already being bullied. He's already have mental health issues and, you know, it's just tough out here for him. So Mm -hmm. one more stigma on top of that is just, you know, he's already expressed in the third grade that he wanted to commit suicide. Wow. It sounds yeah, like, so, have you so put yourself... I'm thinking, like, maybe this is, you know, what everything was that he was hiding, you know? Right. Like, yes, because it is painful started. to have these things that you want to hide, you don't want people to know. He, It's great that he felt like he could tell you. Yes, that's what I told him. Right, and start expressing that to you, and you have to keep those lines of communication open. I think your response was amazing, and I understand that you are concerned because that's your child, so you don't want him to be out in this world where people can be really nasty and cruel and I exactly right so I he expressed to me that he does like a boy in school Mm -hmm. and like you know like I don't I don't know how to how to handle everything like like this is a lot like he's only 10 is he too young to have these feelings is he you know like is this something that's normal is this going to change I have so many questions like I don't I don't, I need help. And you know what, honey? There's nobody that can even answer all those questions for you because he probably doesn't even understand everything right now. He just knows how he's feeling and at least he's able to express how he's feeling and that's all he can do. Now, have you got him some professional help, somebody that he could speak to so that they can help him navigate and maybe both of you should go and... and, I think that... I have not done that far, you Mm -hmm. know, like... I'm still kind of in shock. He just expressed this to me two days ago. Right. So I'm just like still trying to, you know, see, like I don't want him to, you know, feel like he can't trust me, but I don't want him to, he's only 10 and I don't want him to start reacting on these feelings that, you know, like I, I don't know. And then he's also expressing to me, like, you know, please don't tell my dad and and don't tell this person. And, you know, like I just, he's scared of every, everyone's reaction. Right. So, and you you should respect that, of course. And you are. Yes, of course. Yeah, don't tell anybody else. But definitely go set up something for you guys to find somebody good to talk to. If you hold on the line, I actually have somebody that can be really helpful with that. And that would be uh, Dr. Oh. Kendall Jasper. And I always refer people to him when we're in situations. And I feel like this is dire because I want you to be able to know how to deal with this. I'm not an expert yes. in that, but I do feel like what you've done so far has been amazing as a mom. And I know that I want you to be able to express to him in the best way possible uh, how much you love him, how much you care about him, exactly. and, also, and also help him learn how, what he needs to do in order to be more comfortable and not have feelings of suicide because that's major too. You don't want him to ever think about that again. That's my worst fear. All right, hold on the line. I'm going to hook you up with, with uh, Dr. Thank Kendall you so Jasper. Much, Thank you so much. No problem. Damn. That's, that's ASCII, uh, 1-800-585-1051. You can call up at ASCII, whatever you want to talk to her about. It's The Breakfast Club. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? 
This big Al, what's up? What's up, DJ MB? What's up, bro? <laughs> Peace, King. You clapping your hands? What are you doing, man? What's, what's your question for you, bro? Amazing. You wake me up. You make me go goddamn sleep in the closet when I get to work. Shut up. Don't tell nobody. Anything. Now, let's talk business, Angela Yee. Let's talk. Okay. Topic of my, my subject is accepting money from an ex. Are you ready? Mm-mm-mm. I'm ready. I know. It's, okay. It's like eating a whole bowl of spaghetti and waking up in the morning and having to use the bathroom all day long. So that's <laughs> how I feel. Check this out. She, I am in a situation, okay? It is a living arrangement. It is a sexual expectation fantasy. Ooh, we all wrapped in one. But I'm getting feelings, Angela Yee. Okay, so y'all not together. You're just roommates. We roommates slash sex buddies slash sex club, you name it. We doing it. But not, but not in a relationship. We play with each other in different conversations. Okay? It's, it's complicated. I'm, it's very complicated. But not, okay, but not in a relationship, right? Are you in a relationship, yes or no? No. Okay, now continue. She called her, uh, she called me one day. She said, hey, look, Big Al, uh, what you doing? I say, I'm, I'm working. She said, I want you to, uh, all right, I'll call you back. Next thing you know, I called her 20 minutes later. I said, what's up? She's like, I just come back from my ex house. I said, what the? She said, yeah, I just came back from my ex house. He gave me some blase money. He gave me a couple, you know, a couple bills. I'm like, okay. What the hell is you going over his house for? Why do you even need money? You make more money than I do. Nah, she tells me that she did it because she didn't think it was going to be no problem with me. She just wanted some extra change in her pocket. Why you ain't say nothing? I could have donated plasma. What the hell? Mm -hmm. Well, here's the confusing part. That's not your girl. So legally, she can do anything she wants to do. your problem and it sounds like you need to have a conversation with her maybe she's testing you maybe she's telling you that to see how you react because you're not trying to lock it down if you're not with me if you're not my man i can do whatever i want we've never had that discussion do you do other things too i'm the director i need a damn camera (laughs) but do you do other do you do you mess with other chicks too absolutely absolutely so what are you mad about? Y'all not even in a relationship. Doesn't this sound hypocritical to you? We got we got this. It's amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. It causes. Well, it causes, yes. It's hard sir, to y'all separate. are both single. Y'all are both single. Yes. What's the problem? But, yes, but no. <laughs> we have we have rules. We can't break rules. So the rule is that she can't get money from her ex. Well, no. So no, she didn't do anything wrong. Sounds like you're having your own ego issues and it's more something that you need to check. Now, if that was your girl, I would say that's an absolute no. But because you're messing with okay, other women. Okay. okay, say if it was my girl, how can I break that down to her that that's not cool? Well, sir, there's steps to this. First, she has to be your girl for your... She probably wouldn't have done that if you guys were in a relationship. Uh, uh, right? Uh, 
Okay. What so okay. you got to figure out what you want to do and have that conversation. You can't be mad at her for going to her ex for anything. I she could have slept with him, too. Hey, be mad at yourself. If your wife borrowed money from her ex-boyfriend, what would you say? If my wife? That's what I said. Oh, so you said my ex-wife. I ain't got an ex-wife, but if my, my wife wouldn't be borrowing no money from her ex-boyfriend, my wife wouldn't be speaking to her ex-boyfriend. What are you talking about? Huh? What if your wife borrowed money from her ex-boyfriend and she didn't tell you about it until after she got the money? Hell no, that wouldn't happen. My wife don't talk to her ex-boyfriend. Sir, you cannot compare these two situations. That's not your wife. That's not even your girl. Yeah, that's not your girl. You don't even know that girl. You share that girl. She was in Atlanta this weekend. But if I'm giving her fellatio, she got to bow down sometimes, right? No, she don't. She never has to you bow not down. the only person giving her fellatio. She was in Atlanta this if, weekend. Mad dudes gave her fellatio this weekend. And if you're giving her fellatio, you're bowing down. But listen, my whole point is this. That's not your woman. You haven't had that discussion. And you just got to live with it. She could do whatever she wants. She could get banged if she wants to. Gee, she? She can. That's going to be a little deep. That's deep. Deep. That's deep. So either, either try to lock it down and be a good man, and you're messing with other women. How do you think she feels? Uh, she likes it. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is some of the most weirdest type of poor hood type stuff going on up in Chum. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, this is what you signed up for, sir. She's, she's doing her, you're doing you, and you guys are doing each other. Until you change the dynamics of that relationship, you don't call the shots. I can't. I can't say nothing, huh? You really can. You can. It. Yeah, you have to take it, just like she is, from other people. Ooh, what okay. is going on here, ye? <laughs> okay. All right. I Goodbye, you sir. Can't have it both. You can't have it both ways. All right, we got more coming up next. So don't move. Happy holidays. Don't go anywhere. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake that ass up in the morning. Check out this Breakfast Club Rewind. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Chloe and Hallie. Yee. Now, this album had people dragging. They had people dragging Diggy Simmons. And they were like, look, he didn't, we don't even know if this song is about him. And we don't know what happened. We know y'all broke up, Chloe. But we see people were going in on Diggy like he cheated on her and he was hitting up her friends all because of Busy Boy. <laughs> Busy Boy is dedicated to like all the playboys in the world who are like so, so, so handsome. And it's like y'all got a good connection but you know he messed with other women too. Well, that's what that song's about. Oh, that's that y'all call that? That's the clean version. We call <laughs> that, that, we call that dirty. That clean we, call, we call that dirty. That's what we call gracious, in my day. In my day, in my day, in my day, that's what we used to call them. Taking you back, back, back with the classic rewind. rewind. It's the Breakfast Club. I thought this was a podcast. It's that time again. Ask Charlemagne and DJ Envy anything. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, rule. It's time to ask CNE. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask C and E. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can hit us right now. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Kenny. How y'all doing? How you King doing? What's up, brother? You How you doing? Kenny. Kenny. Oh, my bad. Yeah, so what's your question, brother? My question is, I'm trying to spice up my relationship, and it's my girl's birthday. I have two trips. I have a trip to Delray Beach, Florida, and I have a trip to Orlando, Florida. 
do I need to do anything more? Yeah, I mean, it's more than just a vacation, more than just a trip. What you going to do when you get there? You got flowers ready. You got the bubble bath ready. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? What are you going to do different to be like, damn, my man really loves me? Like, when's the last time you licked the bunkie? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's been a while. See? First of all, you don't love that woman because you're taking her to Florida. The craziest people in America come from the There's Bronx nice and all of Florida. In Florida, man. You don't love that girl. Charlamagne, I'm taking her to Discovery Cove in Orlando, and then I'm going to Delray Beach. We're going to be on the in the beach house. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good, man. But you got to spice it up. You got to make sure that you you into her sex. When's the last time you gave her a massage? You licked her from head to toe. When's the last time you did any of that? I, I gave her a massage the other day. Hire somebody to do that. You see them guys on Instagram that be, that be bear-hugging them girls and cracking their backs? You better not. Oh, no. I'm not hiring nobody. Nah. Hey, I want to give a shout-out. Hey, Solomon, I want to give a shout-out to the Trap Nerds for coming on my podcast, man. Thank you, Trap Nerds. Salute to my guys, the Trap Nerds. You can listen to the Trap Nerds podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network, man. And my guys. Now, let me ask you a question. You talked about spicing it up. I tell you what you need to do. You make sure you got your flowers. You make sure you got little things that she enjoys. Maybe things from her past that she just likes. Her favorite nail polish. Whatever it is. Her favorite slippers. Ain't got to be expensive. You make sure you take care of her sexually. But you ain't even shout her out, bro. Don't shout her out. Her side dude might be listening. Listen, what's um, what's the occasion? No, 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 no side dude. Shout, shout, out, <laughs> shout out to my girl Jazz, Jasmine Williams. I love you, baby. What's All the right. occasion? Birthday and just spicing it up. Just want to show love. All right. Lick the bookie. Make sure you go to finger licking when you're in Orlando, too. Make sure you go to the finger licking in Orlando. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Tony. Hey, Tony. What's your question for C&E? Okay, um, just a little rundown of what happened yesterday. I just need y'all advice on what to do, how to handle the situation. Uh-huh. Basically, my five-year-old, um, he's in kindergarten. He was at school yesterday, and uh, I got a text from his teacher saying that he's coming home with the red face. You know, mind you, they get green faces, you know, when they do good. She said that he's coming home with a red face because he got upset with a little girl at school because she didn't want to talk to him and he told her at lunch that uh he was going to burn her house down and she said that these days you just can't make remarks like that and he was sent to the principal's office and um she just wanted to let me know and all that kind of stuff but i i I do kind of honestly feel like that that was a bit much like you know he's he's only five for one like he's not gonna go steal my car and go burn up somebody's house but how would you handle this if this was your child? Well, I think that he's heard you talk about them guys' house you're going to burn down one too many times. That's what I it sounds like not. to me. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me, ma'am. No, I wouldn't say I that. I would just say keep the, keep this in mind. It's protocol now. With everything going on in the world and all these mass shootings, it's protocol. Teachers want to make sure they save their job. So no matter what happens, if they hear this, that's protocol of what they have to do. But you just got to tell your son, just look, like, hey, you can't make these remarks because people take it serious. I know you're not serious. I know you. this is something you've seen on TV. But you can't say things like that because you can get in trouble. And hopefully he understands that. But you ain't got to worry yeah, about Yeah, but the teacher got to have more grace, too, nah, it's bro. protocol, though. This nah, is what they do the now. teacher got to have more grace. It's a damn five-year-old. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? A five-year-old not about to go out and commit a act of arson. Like, the teacher got to have a little bit more grace. The teacher should actually reach out to you and be like, hey, I just want you to know this is what your son said today. You know, you, I don't want to see him getting any more trouble. They can't, you can't you know, do that. But because you, there's cases, like, there was a case, I think, a, a couple of months ago where a five-year-old bought a school and shot a two-year-old. So there's cases like that where oh, they, got, wow. they got to follow protocol. Now, she might not believe it, but she has to do it just in case to make sure everything is all right. 
So I'm not mad at the school doing that because they got to follow protocol. It's not like they they took the kid and beat him outside in front of everybody. They just yeah, but now that kid got a stain. Like he got a red face. No, and, it's no stain. And he got a red face, and people in that school probably looking at that five year old different. Like, watch that one. That one said he's gonna burn the house down. You know, exactly. like exactly. And then and, and my thing was, um, they they was in the cafeteria, and the little girl of another color. I'm just gonna say that white, supposedly. Um, yeah, basically. I'm black, my son's black, um, said that she she just went up and told the teacher and they never like asked him for his side of the story. So basically they're just going by what she's saying. So I kind of Lord have mercy. About that. Well question, did he even say that? Exactly. That's what I want to know. I asked him and he said he didn't say that. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Now you got to go to school a while. That's what I'm saying. We don't even, I'm like, I haven't heard you say that he said that. So that's like. Right. And, and, and I, you know, you know, your kids, You're, you know, your kids or whatever, you know, when they're lying, you know, when they're telling the truth. I honestly don't think he said that. Well, Mama, if he didn't say it, if if he said it, he didn't say it. If you get my drift. That boy didn't say that. Nobody heard him say that. Don't lie on my kid. Period. 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 So you need to you need to go to school and have that conversation. Did y'all hear my son say it? Cause my son didn't say it. And who you gonna agree? You you gonna, you gonna listen to my black son or that white girl? Who are you listening to? Cause now I'm feeling a little racism. They gonna oh, listen gonna be... to the white girl. You know that. No, no, not in this day and age. Not in this day. Oh, oh, do I need to get my lawyer involved? Okay. Envy, you just said report the threat. Because I thought he said it. But if this because no... you assumed he said it because he's a little black boy. No, I did. I assumed he said it because he never said he didn't say it. He's lying. No, I'm not lying. He heard you say little black boy and he just see that nigga did it. I thought they heard him, but if nobody heard him he ain't say it you go you take that to the grave yes, nobody heard him nobody heard him with their own ears nobody heard him directly he that's hard so he shouldn't be punished he shouldn't be punished Might need I, mean, so I didn't whoop him i didn't whoop him or anything and then i texted her back and i was just like i do apologize for him making those remarks and it would be handled expeditiously thanks well you shouldn't have wrote that you should have said he didn't say it but i would i would <laughs> i would stick with he ain't say it nobody heard him say it he ain't said Period. Period. All right, mama, have a good one. All right, we got more coming up next with The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. For nearly 60 years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with The General. Call 800-GENERAL or go to thegeneral.com to get a hassle-free quote today. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Happy Thanksgiving! Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Positive note is simply this. Remember, whenever you're in a position to help someone, be glad and always do it. Because that's the universe. That's God answering someone else's prayers through you. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 